0: and welcome this is episode four of overtime with Dylan Angelo your weekly sports gambling podcast episode 4 man it's been a month it's been a fun month good ride uh, we've been rolling here a little bit you know made some money hopefully made you guys some money as well um, just to put a little extra cash in our pocket that's really what we're trying to do here and you know again I appreciate everybody that's given it a listen and reached out and uh, let's get this thing rolling so the Super Bowl. Twenty three twenty Rams. Great game right to the end. Um, you know, obviously we all watched it. I'm going to run through kind of some of the things I thought was important and what stood out to me. Um, I'll start with our bets. Ah, man. This one hurt a little bit. I did a lot of different combinations. Um, Rams money line, obviously that hit. Bengals plus four, plus four and a half if you took it that day. That hit over 48 and a half. That sucked. That one hurt. We... <laughs> I mean right up until I think halftime I thought it had a good chance and then had a little glimmer of hope again there at the end maybe a shot at overtime and, and sneak one out that uh that one sucked for sure I and you know I, I did I hit the Rams money line I hit the Bengals plus four and a half but then I had the over with a lot of parlays I had the Bengals plus the four and a half with, with a few parlays so like all of them really just missed and speaking of just missing Odell oh god heartbreaker So I loaded, I said it, you know, last week I loaded up on Odell. I had him first touchdown of the game. I had him anytime touchdown scorer. I had him in an anytime touchdown parlay with Cup and Joe Mixon. And then I had him over 62 and a half yards. So I think he finished with 51, 52 yards and, and he was hurt very early. I'm not going to, I don't want to, I'm not trying to be dramatic. I'm a dramatic person for those of you that don't know me and Odell was going to win the MVP if he continued at that pace. I don't think that's crazy. I don't think that's too much. I think he was open all over the place. He had anything he wanted, and Matt Stafford knew it too, right? Like, it was just – I thought it was obvious how much he meant to that offense and how much better he made that offense. And we saw that impact, right, right as he went out. And I'll talk more about that as we get going. But he just – I mean, he had everything he wanted at any point in time. And it was – in. It was, I think, three or four catches. We didn't even really need that much. The first time he touched the ball, he scored. Like, I mean, that, and it wasn't like he was, you know, covered well. Yeah, Stafford threw a good ball to the corner, but Odell beat him on the route. You know, it was an easy pitch and catch for a good quarterback and a good wide receiver. So, you know, I just, I don't know. It sucked. It hurt. We won some money. Should have won a lot more money. But, hey, that's gambling. So, the way the game started, it was definitely uh, – Feeling out process, right? A lot of lot of early jabs and oh, fun bet. So I didn't talk about these ones. I did the little prop ones and I I had a good start, right? So I threw out the coin toss. I said tails, it was heads. I said the opening kickoff was wasn't gonna be a touchback. It was. I said the first drive was gonna end in a punt and it did. So. Hey, one for three on weird bets, not too bad. Not too bad. Still, it wasn't it wasn't a great start, especially because I don't know how like many people also did the touchback bet, because apparently it was pretty popular. But I thought he caught it. So I didn't really see it bounce over his head. So my dumbass jumped up on the couch, like, oh, he's returning it. And then I saw the ball bounce, instant heartbreak, and we just kicked off. It was <laughs> it was just it was great. I should have known exactly how it was gonna start. But, um, yeah, so first quarter, you know, definitely the Bengals' defense, uh, they threw a strong punch early. I thought their their pass rush was, you know, early there and, and in the trenches too. You know, the Rams couldn't run all game. They, the Rams really didn't have much of a run game. And I think that's because of how good Cincinnati was in the trenches and controlling the outside because, you know, the Rams love to get the ball on the edges, and they really couldn't do much of that to start. You know, so we, uh, we had a little bit of a stalemate and then we get, you know, the first score comes on that third drive of the game, it's a 17-yard pass to Odell, it was a good good pass, um, you know, like I said earlier, Odell, you know, just ran a good route, got to the corner of the end zone, ball was perfectly placed, boom, 7-0, right, so now we get punt, punt, and then field goal by Cincy, so we're still, we're sitting 7-3, and it seems like the Bengals are in the game, right, They've they've, they've made L.A. punt out of their Two their two out of their first three possessions of the game. Yeah, the one went for a touchdown, but still your defense is playing good so far. So just as we say that about the Rams be, you know being stopped two out of their first three possessions. The second quarter, they go seventy-five yards to the end zone on six plays, make it thirteen thirteen right there on that first drive, right? Stafford hits cup on an eleven yarder. Now, my thoughts here at this point in time when it's thirteen to three quickly turned because I was thinking, all right, so the Rams offense now has found a little something. It was a better drive. Like they're clicking. You could see the wide receivers were open, right? Like since secondary was clearly struggling. So it felt like the Rams could get whatever they wanted, but you know, 13 to three, you get a stop. If you're LA, you score, it's now 20 to three and Cincinnati, you're in deep water again, just like you were against Kansas city. And you like, you can't, you can't do that against this defense. So it looked real. It looked real bad for a second, but not so fast because you know Cincinnati. They just linger. They just hang around. So they answer with a 12-play, 75-yard touchdown drive that took 7:04 off the clock. So now that ended up being the longest drive of the entire game. There was no drive that took more time other than that one. That happened right there in the, in the second quarter. That was a hell of an answer by Zach Taylor, by Joe Burrow, by the O-line. As bad as it was, because it was bad in the Super Bowl. Like we knew it was bad, but. Kansas City made it look formidable. L. <laughs> a. LA destroyed it. They ripped it apart, and they showed that that's who you are. You know. So for them to respond like that, that was a that was a huge drive, and and they cap it off with a halfback pass, Joe Mixon to T. Higgins. I mean, that was awesome. That was that really made it interesting right off the bat, right? So thirteen to ten now, Rams, and again the over. <laughs> The over is, is looking good. 13-10, to 10, there's like, I think at this point, eight minutes left in the, in the second quarter. We got 23. We maybe get a field goal here. We're, we're over halfway there to the over. Like, I just, oh, man, it felt good. And then that was it. <laughs> there was no more scoring for the rest of the first half. And I think that, you know, this is where the game really turned, right, was in this quarter. Because uh, on the fourth play of the drive, there, you know, w- r- right to end the second quarter before halftime is when Odell, you know, tears his ACL. Ultimately, all of our hearts, especially ours that bet him, uh, you know, Stafford goes on to throw a pick in the end zone on a jump ball, bad pass. Regardless, whatever, Bengals punt, Rams punt, we go to halftime 13 10, and it's like all the air from the over went right out of the balloon. So in, going into halftime, right? The halftime show was awesome, man. All us '90s babies, that, that was that was that hit us right, you know, in the heart. That was how many people were crip walking at halftime. How many, how many people did Snoop Dogg make get up and crip walk because you had to? There was no choice, right? I don't know. The only, my only my only complaint was I just wish they let them go longer. You know, I wish they let them play a few more songs each. But I thought it was awesome how you know they made it all about Dre. It opened with Dre, it closed with Dre. It was perfect for California. It was perfect the way they did it. They How about anybody else know about 50 cuz I didn't. And then they hung him upside down. That's how they're just like, "Hey, oh, we got this dude too hanging upside down." The man's like 56 years old maybe. I don't know. Awesome. Fantastic. I will say it. Don't get on me. Prince was better. So the second half really, uh, really started pretty bad for the Rams, and I mean we found out right away Odell was officially done, and you immediately saw the effects of it and, and what it had on the offense, right? So the Bengals opened the second ha- second half on the seventy five yard touchdown to T Higgins. Yes, obviously they missed the call. It, he grabbed Jalen Ramsey by his face mask. Regardless, it was a touchdown at seventeen to three. The next play. Stafford tries to hit Saranik on a slant route that typically would have been Odell. Saranik, A-1, runs the bad route, and two, lets it bounce off his hands, and it gets picked. Panic is immediately setting in now, right? Because Cincy, prime position, make it a 24 to 13 game, right? Like it's, it's right there. The Rams are reeling and nothing's going their way. And it happened in two plays following. The, the, the start of the third quarter. I mean, it, it was so fast. And again, here, here's where I'm going to bring this up throughout the duration of this, obviously, is the roller coaster of emotions this over put me on. Quick touchdown, right? Booms. And then they get the, they get the ball right there on a turnover, right in scoring position in a matter of half a minute. Like, it, unbelievable, right? So then Aaron Donald puts on his Superman cape. And now let me say I, Aaron Donald was my MVP. He was the MVP of the game for me. Stafford, he did throw two interceptions. One wasn't his fault, but I don't think he was elite Stafford like he's been the three games prior to the Super Bowl. Aaron Donald was the reason they won the Super Bowl. I don't, I wouldn't argue if somebody said he was the MVP for sure. So, you know, he single-handedly, Aaron Donald, holds them to three points, right? He sacks Burrow twice after the Bengals get the interception, holds them to a field goal. Now it's 20 to 13. Rams go down, get three. But the offense didn't look the same without Odell. You could just tell they couldn't run. They couldn't get a lot going. And now it's 20-16 to with five left in the third quarter. And I still have this stupid, unfortunate optimism of this over. What really would kill some optimism is seven straight drives ending in punts for both teams. Seven. Seven consecutive punts. I don't know if by this point in the game a lot of people were pretty buzzed up. Maybe you were at a party. Maybe you were at a family thing. Maybe you're talking to people. You know, this is when the game got a little boring, right? Seven straight punts. Unreal. Puts us at six minutes and 13 seconds left in the game. And it's still 20 to 16. Overs dead just like the Rams offense. No hope. Enter Matt Stafford. Now, I did say I didn't think he played his best game but I thought he played the best when it mattered the most, okay? And he started dealing and took the Rams right down the field. Now, I will say, overall, I thought Sean McVay didn't have his best game. I thought he, he called a pretty good game, but that fourth-and-one speed sweep to Cooper Cup was genius. That was vintage McVay. I'm talking two, three years ago when all they did was run that play and nobody could stop it. I don't I don't know if anybody else really saw it, but he didn't I don't think they ran the play in the entire playoffs. Maybe once in the Bucks game, I think, off the top of my head. That was unbelievable to pull it out on fourth and one. Like the whole game on the line, and that's when you speed sweep at the cup. It was it was awesome. I thought it was a fantastic play. And like I said, it was just genius. There was a lot to digest on the final drive, honestly. Between everything that happened in the play calling on both sides. And I just, I don't know, I, I don't understand really what Cincinnati was doing. It felt like they just got back on their heels and just kind of was like, okay, like, let them do whatever they want. And I don't know, I, I just, it seemed like their aggressiveness got away from them late in the game. And I, I didn't think that was, you know, good. And, you know, I would say the flags there, there was a, definitely a few iffy ones. I'm not going to go into them. I did think the only flag that was legit was the one on Eli Apple, because he definitely pulled the jersey in the end zone. You know, the Bengals did fight hard at the end, but you gave Stafford four shots at the end zone inside the 10-yard line. That's not ideal. That's not really what you want. Obviously, Cup gets the touchdown to take the lead. Perfectly placed ball. There's not a lot of people that are going to take the time to really appreciate that pass. The way he floated that, not to the back, but to the side so Coop could see it, adjust his body, and bring it in, and the ball only being placed where he could get to it I mean that's just that's quarterback love right there. I I just that was perfect. It was exactly what they needed. They take the 23 to 20 lead, okay? And we find ourselves again in the situation where I'm begging the Rams defense to go win the game. Go win the ball game. You're here, you did it before, you just did it a week ago. Do it again. Take care of it. Get the thing done, right? They did just that. Aaron Donald goes full monster mode. Absolutely wrecks the game. Now, there was a few plays, right, Von Miller, very key as well. <clears throat> but something that I don't know if a lot of people saw on that last play when Aaron Donald gets the sack, well, Burrow threw it away, but gets to Burrow. Go back and rewatch that play. Watch what the center does. Now, again, we know the Bengals offensive line is not good. We all know this. But the center, right, he immediately, if you watch the play, as soon as Aaron Donald beats the left guard, the center immediately knows he has to be there. He's, he's the shell help he's supposed to slide over, make sure he's doubling him. But as soon as he snaps it, he fakes like he's worried about somebody rushing him from his right, and he hesitates. And that hesitation allowed Aaron Donald to get the corner and completely come free. There's no way the best defensive player in football right now, sorry TJ Watt, gets free on the last play of the biggest game of the year. There's no way, unless somebody made a mistake. And that was your mistake. I'm telling you, go back and watch it. It's very slight. You might think, oh, that didn't matter. I promise you it matters. It was long enough of a pause to where when he looked to see where Donald was, he knew right then and there, he fucked up. And why, why is that such a big deal? Okay. Probably Donald probably, you you probably could think, oh, Donald probably beats him regardless. Yes. But Jalen Ramsey fell down Jalen Ramsey fell down, Jamar Chase was running wide open down the end zone for a touchdown that probably wins the game, but Burrow doesn't have enough time because his center fucked up, that's the chain reaction, that's what happens and that's what coo- that's what cost you the Super Bowl, regardless of, you you can go back, you can always look at, there's, there's always, a, you know, they could have called the flags earlier, they could have did this, they could have did that, yeah, they could have called the flag on, you know, T. Higgins too and took a touchdown off the board. That one play, you, you could have won the game, and you didn't execute, and that's why you lost. And it was a fitting end to the Bengals' season. So, like I talked about, my Super Bowl bets, uh, what went right, what went wrong. Um, overall, though, been really doing really well on the Twitter account for our daily picks, um, and you can get that at overtime with DA. For NHL, I'm 29-19-2. For college basketball, I'm 20 and 10. For the NBA, I'm nine and five. And for the playoff picks, I finished 13 and five for this season. Um, so hockey's really starting to pick up, man. I, I told you guys it would. It's my sport. I love it. Um, I put out a lot of plays sometimes. Sometimes I like to keep it typically to like two to three, but there's times where they got like eight games going, and I just I get it. I get carried away. <laughs> there's nothing else I can say. I get a little carried away. So um we're shooting this on a Wednesday night I'm gonna give you guys some plays for Thursday there are a few plays here that I just I didn't see a spread when I looked and I didn't really feel like diving into it but for NBA I'm gonna take uh, the Miami Heat over Charlotte that's gonna be by the spread I'm gonna take the Bucks over the 76ers I think that one was six I'm not 100% sure and I'm gonna take Clippers over Houston I might take the Clippers first half line um over Houston you know with the spread I'm gonna take a look at that um, for college basketball, I'm going to take Murray State first-half spread against Austin P and I'm going to take Houston first-half spread against UCF. And then I'm going to go to Oregon minus four over Arizona State. I think Oregon's really starting to play well. Um, they were off to a slow start, and I've checked on them a couple times, and they're, they're playing much better, and Arizona State's not very good. Could be a trap game, I know, but I'm going I'm to take my chance with Oregon on the road there. Um, as for NHL, now – This is something I try to always tell people. you got to always check the starting goalies. You know, there's times where a backup goalie will be playing and you won't know, and then you get burned by it. So, always check and make sure your guy's in net that you want. Um, But So, for Thursday's card, check the goalies. I'm going to take the Rangers over Detroit. I'm going to take the Capitals in regulation over Philadelphia, meaning they have to win, you know, in three periods. Can't go to overtime. I'm going to take my Senators, my dirty dog Senators. They're going to be... They're gonna beat Buffalo. I'm telling you. I'm taking them over Buffalo, and I'm taking over five and a half in the Canucks and Sharks game. That might be six, but I'm gonna. If you can get it at get it at five and a half, I love that number. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna have a good night with those picks. I'm gonna post all my plays as I said on the Twitter account, which is at Overtime with DA. If you are somebody that's looking to get picks, okay. Um, I you know I think. There's a lot of great free picks. A lot of people put a lot of good uh, stuff out there, especially on Twitter. But uh, one of my boys, Mike Ortiz Jr., um, you can catch him at Ortiz, D-Y-S-T is his his handle. Um, Hit him up. DM him. Dude's legit. He's solid in the NBA. He gives me a lot of good NBA picks. Um, His prices aren't bad at all. Give him a follow. Shoot him a message. He's a good dude, too. Shout out, Mike, man. Thank you to everybody. That's episode four. We'll see you next week.